Please welcome to our morning show an individual who knows a lot about the pandemic, a lot about the virus. He's written a couple of books on it. Please welcome to our show, Dr. Michael Osterholm. He's a member of President-elect Joe Biden's Transition COVID-19 Advisory Board. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Glad you're here. Three big news items are happening just as we come on the air this morning. The first of which is that we're hearing that Pfizer is rolling out 800,000 doses of the vaccine, Pfizer's vaccine in the UK this morning. Secondly, there's a statement from uh, Dr. Fauci and also Southern California is on lockdown. What does that mean now that we see the 800,000 doses rolling out in UK? What does that mean for the United States? Well, first of all, the good news is that in fact, the vaccine is now coming. Uh, the uh, release of the vaccine in, in England is just uh, uh, an indication of what's coming here in the next several weeks. Uh, the problem with it, however, and there is one, mm-hmm. is that we can't get enough soon enough. Uh, at this point, it will take us months to get an, a sufficient amount of vaccine in this country to actually vaccinate uh, all of our citizens. On top of that, we do have a job ahead of us convincing uh, everyone that this vaccine is safe, that it's effective, and that they, they want to take it. Uh, at this point, there are data that support anywhere from 40 to 45 percent of the U.S. public uh, doesn't believe in the safety of the vaccine or that, uh, that it'll work and are in indicating they won't take it. We even see in physicians, uh, up to 30 plus percent of physicians who are wondering about the safety of the vaccine. And we have not done a good job at all uh, in, around the world, and particularly in this country, of helping to educate the public uh, and our healthcare professionals about the safety of this vaccine, what it means, what kind of vaccine it is, what data we have that supports that it's safe, and in fact, what it can do. Remember, we have almost 2,000 plus people a day dying in this country from COVID-19 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in that regard, we have a lot of work that we need to do to help them understand that the way that we're going to prevent those deaths and from our hospitals from being overrun is to use this vaccine as it becomes available. So what can you say to people right now who are listening, not only in the Twin Cities, but around the country uh, from from Michael Osterholm that can give us some confidence that the vaccine does have efficacy and can help to save lives? Well, actually, the studies that have been done have involved well over hundreds of thousands of people uh, in terms of of looking at these vaccines, these messenger RNA vaccines, this new type of we call platform, the way to deliver the vaccine. Uh, You know, think of the vaccine itself as being kind of more of the box that the president comes in and the part that we're vaccinating people against, whether it be measles or mumps or any other disease, the part of the virus in this case we're trying to get the body to believe has now you know been artificially infected, you might say, so it makes an immune response as if it were a natural infection. Um, that part of the virus we know, but the part about how to get that uh, aspect into the human is what's new right now. But again, as I point out, it's not really that new. We've actually had a lot of experience with this over recent years. And so what we want to do is let people know that these messenger RNA vaccines are the vaccines of the future. This is how we'll be delivering them. You know, just like in the old days for a couple of people in your audience who remember the old hard, uh, phone lines, you know, the hard lines, you yes. know, when the wall was, the phone was attached to the wall. Most people can't remember that today. Well, think of that where we're t- today with, with the phones we have today. That's how, This is kind of one of those new technology vaccines, kind of like going from the phone on the wall to basically the one you hold in your hand. And that's the part that people are confused by. Is this really safe to use these? And then we can just tell you, yes, they are. In terms of their effectiveness, how well they work, well over 95% of the people in these studies that were uh, evaluated 
not only uh, did it prevent mild disease, but it also prevented very severe disease. So people uh, didn't get uh, you know seriously ill and need to be in a hospital. So uh, I think that these vaccines are really the light at the end of the tunnel. We just need to get people there. And I can tell you, I can't wait to get mine. Uh, I will not budge in line. There's others who should there be ahead of me relative to their risk of getting the disease and the serious outcome. But when it comes my turn, I'm not going to wait one second. And I'm, I'm uh, urging all of my loved ones, my family members, colleagues, all the people I know to get their vaccine, too. So I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't really believe both in how safe the vaccines are, how well they work, and how bad this virus really is. Everyone, Michael Osterholm with us this morning. President Biden, I should say, President-elect Biden, it says he wants 100 days of masking. But, Michael, can we wait until January 20th, 20th to start to mask up America? You know, we should all be masking right now. And, uh, you know, what more importantly is, is it's a whole series of things we should do. Uh, today here in the Twin Cities, there's a new campaign starting, Stop Swapping Air, that we are behind. You'll see it on billboards throughout the Twin Cities. We actually have a link then where you can go to on our website to actually get information about that. What we're telling people is what you want to do is you don't want to be in a place where you're sharing air with someone who they in turn have shared it with others too. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if you're in your family bubble, you know, if you have just close colleagues or family members, then you're all bubbled up together. It's it's like that, you know, impenetrable wall you have around you that you're not out sharing air with other people. The primary way this virus is transmitted is I'm in a room, I'm infected, I don't know it, or I'm mildly ill. I breathe out the virus. It floats in the air in the room. I come along in that room, and I breathe some of that air, and then I get infected. And the way we stop that kind of transmission is basically keeping people from being together in these groups. You know, just because you know somebody doesn't mean that they can't infect you. We have far, far too many experiences already coming to light around Thanksgiving, where someone came home for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, you know, they were there at the dinner table with everyone. It was a wonderful day. The problem was they were infected, didn't know it at the time. They were breathing air into the room, and everyone else got infected. So really, the most important thing is to separate yourself that way. And if you're bubbled, meaning if I have a dear friend and all they see is me and I just see them, then that's fine. Then you're together. And that's not a worry. But if that friend then goes to, uh, you know, someplace where they're with other family members or they're with other friends, and then those people are with other people, pretty soon the air you're breathing, in a sense, is a collection of all the air that those people breathe everywhere. And that's what we're trying to get people to stop doing. The masking will surely slow down that transmission. It doesn't stop it, but it slows it down. Mm-hmm. So it's like a layered effect. You know, if I if I put one piece of Swiss cheese on a tabletop, I can still see the tabletop through the holes. But if I put two down, I see less. Pretty soon, three, four, five, and pretty soon everything's covered. I can't see the tabletop. That's what masking is. It's one of those lay- layers of Swiss cheese, you might say, that uh, basically is trying to uh, block this virus from infecting us. How long do we need to stay in our own protective bubbles? At this point, unfortunately, it's really until we get vaccinated, uh, and that's what we're all shooting for. And I know that seems like a real hardship. It is a mental health hardship. It's a financial hardship for some people. Uh, but the options are otherwise getting sick and, and potentially dying from this virus infection. As you know, you, our hospitals are overwhelmed in this country right now. Many are literally at the point of breaking at the seams. Uh, they they are, can't handle any new incoming patients. They're that overrun in terms of the number of healthcare workers they have to respond. I keep telling people this is your COVID year. You know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We have to keep remembering that. But 
we have to also remember that to get to the end of the tunnel and get to those vaccines, we can't get infected between now and then. So I know the holiday season is going to be hard for people. We're all going to want to get together. Uh, these are very emotional times uh, for family members, particularly as we've not often seen some of our family members throughout the course of the last 10 months. So, but this is that time we just need to hang on and get to those vaccines, get them here as early as we can this spring. Uh, and and then people can feel safe and confident that they're not going to get infected. Finally, it sounds as if you're echoing Dr. Fauci this morning when he says we're not helpless to fight this raging pandemic. We're not at all. We're in control of our own destiny here. Now, I would say that with one caveat. Mm-hmm. Those essential workers who have to go to work every day, I, I, I can't salute them enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do to keep our society running. What we need for them is to protect them with really good personal protective equipment, the kind of masks that that what we call respirators in our business that keep people from really getting infected. Those are effective. Those are the tight face-fitting ones that actually have material that filter the virus out if you breathe through them. We need to get our essential workers personal protective equipment to protect them. And if you protect them, you protect their family. Because if they don't get infected and bring the virus home, then mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, whoever's living with you, the kids, they won't get infected. So essential workers uh, are the ones that we really need to also uh, be mindful of because they can't stop swapping air in many cases because their very job depends on them being there. So what we have to do is do everything else we can to protect them. Everybody, that's Michael Osterholm, a member of President-elect Joe Biden's Transition COVID-19 Advisory Board with us this morning. Thank you for reminding us to stop swapping air. Thanks for being with us. Thanks a lot. Happy to be here. Thank you. Okay, take care.